Well, Japan's health minister is saying they have received word the U.S. government is planning to evacuate the Americans on board the Diamond Princess, which is still anchored just off the coast of Japan, and then fly them out using a chartered plane. He also said they have received the, received the results of 217 people who have been tested on board. 67 have tested positive, including 38 people who do not have symptoms who will now be transported to medical facilities. This, as we're also learning that France officials have confirmed today a Chinese tourist has died of the COVID-19 coronavirus, and that marks the first death from the illness in Europe. So how are people feeling about the virus itself, the response to the virus, and in the future, how will it change people when it comes to travel or trusting health officials? Let's bring in the CEO at Ipsos, Daryl Bricker, about a new poll Ipsos has done. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Uh, what did you ask people about uh, the coronavirus? Oh, you name it, we asked. Uh, <laughs> everything from a uh, sense of threat to who people would listen to to get uh, better information, uh, how much confidence they had, for example, in the Canadian government uh, to be able to deal with this crisis, things that they'd be interested in seeing that they might change in their own personal lives and their own behavior as a result of this, but also things that they would support uh, public institutions doing to prevent the spread of the disease. All right, let's start with the personal threat. Uh, How did people respond uh, with, we're hearing these stories, uh, even with some confirmed cases in Canada, uh, we're certainly hearing more stories about quarantine and uh, it being a much bigger threat in other countries. How did people uh, gauge their own personal threat? Well, you've described it perfectly, uh, and that's that they really see it as something being more out there than here. So uh, about uh, when you ask people about, say, for example, your own personal sense of threat, it's actually fairly low. Uh, it's, a, it's around 14%. Actually, it's lower than that, Can't it's about 8%. Uh, but when you ask them whether it's a threat to the world, that goes up to almost half of them. So it seems to work in concentric circles. The further away it's a bigger threat, the closer it gets to you and your family. Today, at least, uh, people are feeling it's, it's actually not a significant threat. They're watching it closely. They want things done to prevent it from becoming a significant threat, but they don't see it as something that's, happen- that's uh, imminently going to happen to them today. All right. And I should have pointed out uh, just before uh, that this wasn't just Canadians that were questioned. This poll uh, takes a look at people in in several different countries. Right. So we looked at people in eight countries. And obviously, the people who are closest to to China are among the people who are the most concerned, for example, like Australia and Japan. Although Russia shares a border with China and they're among the least concerned. So, you know, go figure. But uh, um, the, the people who are on the kind of Pacific Ocean part of this in Australia and especially Japan are the most concerned. Uh, you talked about the high awareness of the coronavirus and uh, Canada came in pretty high as far as uh, a great deal of awareness or a fair amount. Yeah, we're in the 80% percent, uh, range. So this is one of those stories where people, uh, it's interesting, we asked them, you know, do you think the media is exaggerating it? How aware are you of it? And people actually see this as something that should be watched. So 80%, over 80% of them, of them tell us, uh, the ones in Canada that we interviewed, say that they're watching it. And they also don't believe that it's an exaggeration. They do believe that there's, this is a significant, significant global threat. So they're watching it closely and uh, they're watching it get closer to Canada. Uh, you also asked people about uh, the uh, the perceived uh, threat or the perceived uh, whether it's a high threat from the virus. And again, it really depends on where you're situated and where you're looking around the world. Right. So if, if you're, as I said before, living in Asia, 
If you're living in Japan today, yeah, you're absolutely very concerned about it. But if you're living in Canada, um, in terms of your own personal situation, you don't really see it as much of a threat. But you know that this is something that has the potential to spread. And one of the things that we've seen in, in, the, in our survey research is that they really don't feel that they're getting an accurate take on what's happening here. So some of the uncertainty, I think, about what's actually happening in China is one of the things that's driving the, 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 uh, the sense of, uh, of, of public concern because they, they don't really... Uh, believe that they're getting the absolute truth about what's going on. Uh, Which isn't a huge surprise, given uh, the information that came forward that China officials, uh, Chinese officials knew about this before uh, before it was actually made public, and people questioning, uh, really, how many people are in quarantine and how we get that accurate information. Yeah, well, and and it is a statement of fact. And, um, you know, there's two things that have happened uh, when it comes from communications from China. I mean, one, that they've the Chinese government's basically come out and said, you know, the local officials didn't tell us what was going on. So there is this admission, very uncommon in China, that there was something going on locally that the national government wasn't in control of. But then there's another part, which is, I think, a natural uh, part of dealing with something that's new, in which they keep changing definitions, they keep changing counts, uh, you know, new testing methodologies are coming into place, which objectively would change some of the information that's coming out. So the public knows it's there. They're watching it. Uh, they're concerned about what its effect is going to be on the world. Uh, they think it's going to be much bigger there than it is going to be in this country. But in terms of their own personal situation, they really haven't changed a lot of their personal behavior. Uh, but they're willing to look at some fairly strong measures if this issue gets worse to stop it, and they're w- willing to make some pretty strong intervention in th- in interventions in their own lives to stop it as well. Uh, you also asked about confidence in local health services, because really we do have to put our faith that local health agencies are telling us what's happening and giving us the best information. Yeah, and in Canada, there's a lot of confidence in our in our health authorities to be able to deal with this. Now, we've got some experience with it, right? I mean, we've got some pretty um, uh, aggressive campaigns by uh, provincial and, and uh, local uh, governments ar- around the country on things like, for example, flu vaccines. So we've been uh, we've been talking about this a lot. Uh, we've had ex- recent, fairly recent experience with SARS, in which they've been able to you know deal with that situation, and people generally have confidence in those who have scientific training and who are experts in this space, particularly if they're in Canada, to be able to deal with these kinds of situations. So they're looking uh, to our, uh, our public health officials to protect them, and they're trusting them to do the job. Uh, and you mentioned uh, people making personal choices on what they will do in response to this. And one of those questions you asked was avoiding airline travel and interesting hand washing and people really uh, focusing on that. And and uh, not a huge surprise that that's a, a large percentage of people saying they're going to increase hand washing, maybe decrease travel. Yeah. So uh, when we ask people about traveling to infected areas, about 70 percent say, nope, not me. But then the question is, how many of them are going to do it anyway? <laughs> Right. And, but washing hands more often, yeah, up, up around 70%. Taking a vaccine if one is developed, I thought the numbers would be higher in Canada on this. It's only 45% say that they would. Uh, and this, you know, this is an increasing problem in society. Uh, people's uh, confidence in, in vaccines protecting them from diseases and concerns that they have about, uh, about potential side effects. It's really kind of bitten into that process that I think was fairly, um, fairly common uh, and, and accepted uh, until fairly recently uh, that vaccines are actually a good thing. We only see half people willing to do this. Avoiding large crowds, about a third of us say that we would avoid them. Using more disinfectants. I mean, if good time to buy, uh, I would say, shares in a company that manufactures Purell, because it's about 40% that say that. Uh, but, you know, 
down to things like, for example, avoiding purchasing uh, food products from China. About a third of us say that we would we would avoid that. Or buying other products that are made in China. About a fifth of us say that we would avoid that. Now, the point on that is, how much do we know about what's actually made in China is another question. Which, over time, I think is, could be one of the impacts of this whole thing if it goes on for any longer period of time when people really start examining how things are made in the world and how much exposure, uh, um, for example, the Canadian economy has to things that can happen in a place like China. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned, too, the vaccine question. I found that very interesting with Japan, which had a very high awareness, given the proximity where Japan is to uh, where a Mm -hmm. lot of the virus is, but only 23% said they would take a vaccine if developed. Yeah, and that's an interesting one, one we probably have to look at a lot more closely. They're the lowest in the world. I wonder what, how, you know, what the uptake is, for example, when it comes to things like, for example, uh, you know, getting uh, an annual flu shot or any other types of vaccines that, uh, that one would normally take. Uh, interesting question for Japan. And uh, one other one we'll quickly look at, uh, avoiding shaking hands with others. Again, about a third of Canadians say they would avoid doing that. Yeah, no, and... Uh, but and, and that's that's something. So we're seeing a lot of elbow bumping. I'm seeing it in my own work environment these days. But also, I mean, some really uh, difficult things, for example, like avoiding eating in Asian restaurants. About 12% of us say that we would do that. Avoid contact with people who appear to be of Chinese origin. Uh, one in 10 of us say that. Um, now, who knows what they what, what this would have been before that. But clearly, there's some elements of that, um, that uh, element of concern about what the domestic effects could be on people's behavior, uh, particularly towards uh, you know, visible minority groups here in this country. All right, uh, Daryl, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, Joe.